right, so again, this is Aisha, a black girl from Eugene, and I'm here with Maisie Lynn. One more time. It's Macy. Macy Lynn. I always call you Macy, and I don't know, you know what it, I think it is, is because you have the M-A-I, but mm -hmm. I've always been like, I, I nickname people, mm -hmm. so you're like the amazing Maisie, like Maisie, <laughs> Ma like, you know, so sorry, go ahead. For the podcast people, Macy. <laughs> um, so we're here, today is December 27th. Yes, because my birthday's tomorrow. Your birthday is tomorrow? Yes, I didn't birthday know that! Girl, we should have done a happy birthday something! <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't There's know. Still There's still time. There's still time! I want to buy a little cake. Um, aw, so do you want to tell people how old you're going to be, or were you just talking about 23? 23. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I look 23, so let's go. You do, girl. Beautiful. Okay, welcome everybody. Today we are going to be talking about um, passing as white. It's interesting that people say passing and they don't say as what. It's right. just like that. Is that <laughs> a bottom line yeah. of yeah? Of course you're going towards white. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like as if that's the like I said the that's normality. The that's yeah. the normal. That's, that's what the thing. everyone's trying to get to. But before we start talking about passing as white, I have just a couple announcements. Um, I have been doing private videos for my Patreons, where each week I have a, like ten minute video on a subject or, or a thought process or something that I'm doing. And this week, I'm doing it actually after the show and I'm gonna drop some knowledge about Kwanzaa, which we're on the second day of. Yep. And um, I am gonna talk about Kwanzaa in uh, some detail. And if you'd like to be a Patreon, please join me at patreon.com, Eugene underscore one. It will be in my show notes as well. But I also wanna say something. I didn't do a show last week because I was sick as hell, okay? <laughs> So sick. I was so sick. And I went to go get a COVID test. Didn't have COVID, but I did have a sinus infection and um, what they thought was strep throat, but then it did, ended up not being strep throat. So that was good. But I was past these books and I want to pass these books on to y'all. So these three books I was passed to, to read. And because I was sick, I haven't had a chance to read. Because when I say sick, y'all, I'm talking about like on my, on my bed, mouth wide open, eyes closed, sick. Okay. <laughs> uh, dead. So, I'm back, but I am going to, I've already read one of the books, and the book is When and Where We Feel Safe, and the author is Kakai, um, Nos I, I always pronounce his last name wrong, do you know how it's, it's Nosakari? Not even going to try. Yeah, I want to say it right, <laughs> he's a frequent wrong. viewer of this show, so he will be here, but his first book, when, uh, when and Where We Feel Safe, is when he first came to Oregon and he, he landed upon the BIPOC sanctuary at, mm -hmm. um, at a festival that we have here and he had a lot of uh, observations and things to say about that. This is Processing Our Collective Trauma and this one I'm really excited to read because I believe there, as I've like um, kind of skimmed through it, there is um, kind of like a workbook theme to this where he gives you ideas and you kind of process with him as he's going through it. That's awesome. And then we've got um, Emotional Labor and this is his most frequent one. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read these books over the next couple of weeks and then I'm going to give you a preview. But I want you guys to understand this is a black man, is an author, local, Eugene, he's in Oregon, not Eugene, but he's in Medford um, and or around the Medford area. And um, we should support the thought process. If you're wondering how this, how people are surviving, how people are, are um, taking in this information, people of color, black people, these books will give you a direct insight to the experiences of black folks here in Oregon. And so um, I'm going to put it up close so you can see his name and his picture. <laughs> and 
That's the latest book, Emotional Labor. I will absolutely send a link to where you can find him. He is on Instagram, and he is on Facebook, and you can find him by looking up Kakai Nasakiri. Is I'm sure it's how you, I'm pretty sure it's how you pronounce it. I'm terrible at it. I'm sorry, Kakai. Okay. <laughs> he understands. He knows I'm trying. All right. So today, Macy, we have a subject. We have a subject that I brought up. And you guys are kind of far from us, so I hope if you're commenting, I, we, we will be looking. And I, if you yeah. see something, like, pick up and just answer. Hi, Serena. Hey, oh, Serena, hey! <laughs> so that's somebody I wanted to have on the show. If you if you decide you want to come on the show and yeah. you're like, i got something to say, I will split screen you in a minute and a half. <laughs> so, um, and put you right up on the show. Okay, so Serena, um, uh, so Macy, we actually were having this, I was having a thought about kids and people who pass as white and i was thinking to myself there's a lot of people in the struggle and when i say in the struggle meaning that people who are on the front line of bringing black consciousness to the front like being heard being seen i have been struggling struggling for the last couple months about how i feel in terms of the way that black folks have to like not have to, but how we have, have felt like we have to work with white people in a way so that we can be heard. It's almost like we're asking permission, but, mm -hmm. n but we know we're not asking permission. Mm -hmm. We're trying to be like copacetic. We're trying not to be, um, we're trying not to oppress and pull over and push over. Like we're trying to like right. come from a position of like, let's talk, let's let, let, please hear what I'm having to say. Please hear me. But then again, it makes, me think of how palpable black people have to be because yeah. if i show up completely authentically mm -hmm. with non people of color i am immediately deemed as loud right. intimidating aggressive which none of those are bad things thank you very much no <laughs> well the thing is is that we're all acquiescing to white supremacy right and so to to be heard by non-people of color mm -hmm. um i have to tone that down right. because of the stereotypes of black people mm -hmm. that white people put on the black people right right and so we it's like the what i've been struggling with is that idea of like we all a lot of black identity most of black identity we have come from a place of oppression. Mm -hmm. So we have come up to figure out how to live with these people, live mm -hmm. with the oppressor in order to, to maintain our, uh, our dignity, maintain Stop our syndrome. Yeah. Well, there's, there's that, right? Because yeah. I've been talking about racism as a mental illness, and, um, but, there's, but there's a lot to do with oppression and survivor syndrome, and there's all these kind of different um, mental health post-trauma that you that people have to go have to understand too when it comes to the existence of people of color in the United States right. the post traumatic you know way of living here so mm -hmm. this idea of surviving white supremacy versus like you know um, we have white supremacy is a white person's problem yep. and black people survive it I say it all the time mm -hmm. people of color survive it so this this notion of passing as white some people don't know what that is, right? Right. Yeah, and that's so, true. right. And so, slave times, uh, or I'm gonna put on my sleeve. No, you're darker than I am. So, 
I'm gonna pull out my arm. You can't see it on the podcast, but I'm extremely light skinned, right? And I say extremely meaning that like I I I have the skin tone of a a warmer colored white person, right? Like my I can right. Latin really like Sp- Spanish Latin people. We have the same. Mm-hmm. And they could sometimes be browner than me. Right. I don't suntan well. I mean, I don't right. brown up well. I have like. I will brown up now because I've just conditioned my melanin to pop. Like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm going to beat you in the commission. Come on, pop. Yeah. But I, for long, for years, I, I just burn, right? Mm-hmm. And Or I get blotchy and then tan. Like, it right. was a process. Like, you know, I'll be tanning like three weeks. So, um, I, right? 20 minutes. But the brown, yeah, like, t- girl, my mom c- goes outside and minutes. she's light like me and, and she'll just, turn black like that. Yep, 20 minutes and there's a noticeable line. I love that. And I'm, I'm so just jealous. Like, hmm. I'm jealous of that. <laughs> when I go somewhere, I'm trying to be brown. It's so funny. When people look at me, they're like, I see myself in my head browner than I am. <laughs> it's right? true. I do. I do. I think I'm much browner. So people are like, oh, you're the same color. I'm like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? I go up there, I'm like, oh, shit. Why are we the same color? Like, I am confused myself because in my head, I'm a nice, rosy <laughs> chocolate brown. Like, Maybe not. No, okay, so I'm not chocolate brown. I'm more honey. That, in my head, I'm a honey brown. But I'm not honey brown, sis. I'm like yellow as it can be. And it's it's not terrible. Thank you, Dad, Mom, and all that. But yeah, I'm just saying, I'm not mixed, right? I'm I, My parents. Right, and then I am. Right. And then, <laughs> right. And then, so that's also interesting because. Well, it's, the, it's like. How it comes out. The, how this it comes this out. is what's beautiful about black. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that the, we are the originator of civilization. We come in all shades. That's beautiful. There's, there's villages in Africa untouched that are as light as me. Right? Yeah. They're not all, everyone is not like, this dark. But then right. you've got people like in Sudan who are like this blue mm-hmm. black where it's like you can almost go through the universe on their yes. skin. Like it's just dark, dark, dark. Yeah. Right? And so it, we come from this like this arrange, mm-hmm. but then there's this narrative. Oh. Yeah. That comes around with black folks. Mm-hmm. And this is like this idea of passing as white, where it's like this benefit within the United States or in global, really, but this benefit of being closer to whiteness makes you better. Mm-hmm. It makes you, better. you it makes you more uh, what, what they like more trainable. They, it, they thought of us and this is back in the day, like, you know, you probably have still today, too. But this is the narrative back in the day is like. Uh, better, better uh, children, yep. smarter, um, can be, like I said, can be trained, can be taught, can be, uh, uh, they can conform to being white better than a darker skin white can, person can. And if you can pass as white, meaning that you can, be, the closer to white looking mm-hmm. that you could be, the more accepted to society the than you acceptable you are. The more acceptable you are. Mm-hmm. And of course, Excuse me. With that knowledge of people, slave folks and uh, and uh, enslaved folks who are darker melanin did not have the and I'm air quoting luxury to be tortured in the house. They were tortured in Ex- the field. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yes. Is that when so um, when people were darker, they they historically were field hands instead. Right. Because when you have a black person working in a house, the cleaner they look, mm-hmm. aka more white they look, mm-hmm. um, 
it is more acceptable to have a person like that in your house. Right. In your proximity. In your proximity. Close right. to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, these... Close to the white folks. They babies, for God's sake. Like, what? Breastfed babies? Like, God. We so did. We God. raised the kids. All that. All of it. But what exactly is what you're saying... With the group being, with, with the dynamic being what that is with enslaved folks, it's an automatic split. Right. The, being the goal is to be at the house or, or closer to civilization where right. back to where you could not be wearing these scrub, not mm-hmm. be wearing these um, uh, rags, not mm-hmm. be being beat, not, not uh, sleeping in the shacks not in the squalor. Sold. Right, and uh, well, they were sold too. Yeah, but this idea is that Less all of a sudden, this, yes, this white, this right. white narrative of like you're better off over here, mm-hmm. and then that split in consciousness between the the enslaved people mm-hmm. as if light was better than right. dark, and then we kept that narrative going. Yes, we did, knowing that even the light skinned folks in the house were tortured mm-hmm. differently, differently yeah. than. The black, the darker melanin folks in the in the field and in the house, different, completely different, right. but tortured all along. But tortured. The- so, generation being there's there's all down in the south. There's all these different shades and colors and meanings mm-hmm. to the shades and colors. And I didn't know what they were until I moved there. Like mm-hmm. I was very young when I moved down south. So I was like 15, 17. I'm gonna, I was fifteen. We moved to Central America, and then I I went to to the south couple years later and back and forth between Central America and the South. So the, I learned about these different gradients yeah. of light skin into brown, into dark, mm. and then into black, right? Right. And I knew th- like Creole and different mixes right. that were still black but closer to light skin. And if mm-hmm. you're a Creole, you even had light eyes and light skin, right? right. And straighter hair. Beyonce is Creole, mm-hmm. right? So, um, th- so there's these things that are like there's these different shades that have come out of enslaved mm-hmm. processing, right. the southern processing of value, monetary value. Mm-hmm. So being that right. light skin had a higher monetary value, it became that light skin was more valuable. Well, and that's exactly how the um, media portrays it. Mm-hmm. I mean, prime example, like the whole thing about the... Little Mermaid and how she's going to be black. Oh. And the whole thing of, well, she's white. And I was like, she's a fish. (laughs) She's a fish. (laughs) Right. At this point, she probably closer is more closer to brown than white. Mm -hmm. Because, but again, she's a fish. Who cares? But again, um, to know the anger people had over a story over a disney movie Mm -hmm. which is great don't get me wrong it's one of my favorites (laughs) (laughs) but to to see that much upset over they're not living up to the white figure i had in my head right yeah yeah um and it's really hard because for me because I um, am biracial and got raised by by white mom. Right. Um, I was inundated with whiteness all the time. Mm-hmm. And so when I was able to get 
a Barbie that was black. I had, girl, I had the Barbie. I had the one, her hair grew, you cut it off, yeah. grew all the way down to her feet. <laughs> like, it was the thing. Right. I, and I was like, wow, it really matters to kids like me to see that. Mm-hmm. But then to have other people so upset by it. Right, right. That's the reaction. Well, that, yeah. that's the that's the upholding of the narrative. Right. Like that you exactly. Can't, you can't have, you don't have the buy-in that way. If you, I mean, you have to have the buy-in that way. Yep. It continues. But the issue for me is that black folks are, we have bought in yep. to the idea that there's a value to somebody is valuing us and we are actually going, You're, you know what? We agree. Light skin is better than this. That doesn't make sense because what mm-hmm. we're what we're doing and what's what's what I have been thinking about like these last few weeks is that how much of what we do is to make white people understand yeah. and versus that the fact that we need to actually also not 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 have white folks step aside or understand their piece like so that we can all get this lesson down right. but the fact the truth of it is that black folks we need to talk brown and black folks mm-hmm. need to talk indigenous black and brown people we all need to talk to each other right. because we're still we are upholding a narrative of yes, like that that light skin girl that light skin woman is blah 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 versus this black skin woman it's like what but wait a minute we're talking about what white folks want us to talk about not what we think if you ask me who should play the role it's not going to be a light skin woman you ask me i'm gonna say whoever fits the role best and if they dark 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 let's get it we have right. a ton of talented mm-hmm. black so the Time. truth of it is it's not to say that everyone feels that way because there's plenty of light-skinned women, men, who believe that they are, they deserve a better uh, role or they deserve a better piece That's of the true. pie because they are light and they look the part, right? Right. And there are plenty of black, black-skinned, dark-skinned, m- deeply melanated people who are resentful um, of their own black skin and mm-hmm. believe they should, there's bleaching. There's, right, there's Bleaching is a million, I mean, a billion a, dollar industry. industry. Where you put cream and bleach your skin, yeah. and it's horrible looking. Actually, mm-hmm. it never it's looks so great. Bad. It's yeah, and so it, and it's it's just like if you're bleaching your skin, yeah, just so, to be more a part of the aesthetic and the narrative. Yes, yeah, yeah, that that. So so then there's this thing that we talked about is passing. Now before they used to test us to see how light skinned you were. <laughs> If you could test the the brownest weight, the brownest brown you could be and be acceptable was the paper brown, the paper bag test. Yep. And so it's the paper bag, the brown paper bag. If you could t- if you could uh, match that or lighter. And then there's the blue skin, I mean the blue vein. So I don't understand that. Like I, it's just stupid. Because look, if you like, look at the back of things? my, if you look at the back of my wrist, you but can you're see white enough. Th- I would pass. I'm not. You wouldn't pass. Shit. That's how it goes. I know. That's simple. <laughs> Just like oh, that. Just well, like that. Yeah. You're, right. you're dark enough not to pass. Yep. But the brown paper bag, know. you're probably. Right. I wouldn't have known. Right. And so, see, and I walk in and I pass. Right. But then the truth of it is, is that when you look at me, um, it's ridiculous. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there's no point anywhere in my in my face that I don't look like I'm black. I don't mm-hmm. think. I got a white nose. Mm-hmm. I've got kinky hair. Like, I have you black... you got, like, the white cheekbones. Right? Got, like, I, mm-hmm. the, uh, my lips are not as thick as I would love them to be, but they're not thin like white folks, I'll right? You know? Some plump plump. Oh, okay. Girl, you should see my daughter's list. Both of them. They both got it. It's all good. It's all, I passed it. I passed it. <laughs> you. Right? I passed it on. So, um, but anyway, so it's like, it's like this idea of, like, the white folks definition of what this is supposed mm-hmm. to look like because there's nothing about me that looks passing 
you look at my skin tone and then it's like, oh, she passes. How how is that this value part, this mm-hmm. money part? So then we start talking about having children who pass mm-hmm. and you don't pass. Mm-hmm. And how complicated very and how and I was talking I think last week with another person um, uh, and we were talking about having a child that passes mm-hmm. and there, that there's guilt associated mm-hmm. with that especially when you don't pass and you are active and you are like pro-black mm-hmm. you are you are you are seeing yourself mm-hmm. for, with the people and for the people at all yeah. times mm-hmm. and then you have a child and then I have a child that that's does. passing mm-hmm. that means passing as white straight hair Light skin, light no colored hair, light colored eyes. No, the nose not wide, lips yeah. not that plump. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, body features kind of slim. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. Right. You look and you go, how? That's where I'm like, I have plenty of friends. Or well, I have plenty of friends who have children who pass, mm-hmm. and they and they're black women, and they they treat their children like they're black children. Yep. But that's, and that's how they raise their black kids. They, they're black, so you're going to get black culture. We've talked about it on this show a thousand times. Yep. The, the, the way that if you are a white mother, you are teaching, the culture passes through the mother, mm-hmm. right? So if you're white and you have a black child, you are passing white culture and white consciousness to a black child, right? Uh, that's one thing. You're a black mother and you have a white child looking white. You're going to pass a black consciousness to a, a child that looks white. So then what happens when they hit society? Mm-hmm. And they got that idea that they're actually black. And everyone else is saying, uh, no. Oh, no, honey. Why, why are you so pro-black? Like, what are you about? Do they feel like what? So your child is only, what, eight? Eight. Okay. He's eight. So he's eight years old. So he's just going to start hitting. Yeah. Well, this year, thank goodness, we haven't been in school to have these conversations. Uh, but yeah. you have, the, he's going to be going to school. Yeah. And what is it like, like for your consciousness when you're thinking about have, when you're having conversations with him? When we were talking about coming here, right. we were talking about how it's like how he may not see that he has privilege right. until you don't ha- be able to do the things that he can do. Yep. Then what's that like at that moment? Because he's just right. getting to the age where he can like start to like. Right. Well, um, back to passing it down. Um, one of the ways that I pass down culture is like doing his hair. Mm-hmm. Like every time we sit and we do it and we do it like a ritual mm-hmm. because again, being black, that is your hair, right? That is your crown and glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but because he passes as white, because he is a very light skinned black boy. Um, his hair texture is different. I had no clue what to do with it right. first because I was like, um, right. for all intents and purposes, my kid has white hair and I don't know what to do. Right. Um, and then I went to just buying every type of black hair care product, mm-hmm. but not like type four stuff. Yeah. Because I like I have all type four. He yeah. has a bunch of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to pass it down that way, but to know that his experiences are going to be different. Yeah. Prime example, I can think so this was pre COVID. I was at his school having breakfast with him. And a white boy asked me, Why doesn't he look like you? Mm-hmm. You're darker than him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I birthed him. I was there. 
<laughs> I'm sure he's mine. I know. <laughs> he is mine. Um, and I said, because that's how he was made. Mm-hmm. And that's what I left it to. But it was interesting how the child flipped the narrative of not why is she darker than you, but mm-hmm. reversed it. And I was like, huh, I don't think I've ever had that question before. Yeah. Oh, you've never, you know, um, because I always got it from whiteness of, of, of why don't you look like your mom racially? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because she's white. And so... Oh, because you were the dark skin mm-hmm. and your mom was white. So you never had it flipped the other direction. Nope. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Interesting. So it was really... And I was like, huh. Yeah. So it made me think a bit. And I was like, this is going to come up more and more because he passes and I don't. There is... I have a friend who... Um, like, they don't live here, but... They have a child, they have two girls who are passing, and sh- their husband is, uh, is um, actually mixed white and something else, right? Mm-hmm. I think white and Latino, and then they're black. And so their baby came out looking very not black, you know, but not, not Latina either, like, right. like mm-hmm. you know, white. And so, um, so basically, it's funny because there's a, a, a flip to it. Like, mm-hmm. her dad sees themselves as Latino, she mm-hmm. sees she is black, and so it's a cultural house, right? right. It's not based on whiteness, but then they have this white-looking kid. So mm-hmm. they, this kid walks through the world believing that the, culturally, and in, in, in her mm-hmm. mind, sub, uh, subconsciously and consciously, she is a person of color. Now, the people that of, uh, and in reality, she's mm-hmm. a person of color, right. but society sees her as white. So she's constantly battling. Yep. So it's another narrative. Like she's constantly battling the fact that she is a person of color. She rejects the privilege, right? Right. But then there's other people who are like, yeah, I, I just balance it out. Like sometimes I hear conversations that they don't know that I'm Latin. They don't See, know that I'm Latin, and I can hear that what they're really saying, and I don't say anything. And that's the thing, like. To be able to move in the world like that yeah. and to be able to literally catch people in their shit without catching them. Yeah. And then being like, so that's what you really think. Well, actually, blah, blah, like, I have a mom that does she's, that, like... Does that make it more dangerous? You know, I would frame it to him as being a ninja. A ninja? <laughs> You're a ninja. You're a ninja. That's you can sneak funny. into all of these places. Yeah. Prime example... Uh, it wasn't James Baldwin, the book Black Like Me, where mm-hmm. he, was that James Baldwin? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, like, where he made himself that way to be able to do that. James Baldwin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But we'll look it up. Right. But anyway, yeah. To be able to, to experience it that way. Mm-hmm. But yes, I also think there are... Uh, there is an inherent danger to it because then when he says, well, I'm black, then he now has to defend that. Where I don't have to defend that I'm black. You can see it like everything. But with him, people judge on skin like tone and he's based on skin tone. 
he does not look black. Well, there's another level of self of, of self identity of crisis that mm-hmm. of identity crisis that that inevitably happens even with children who are biracial, black and white. Um, that when they don't look one part or the other, or they're trying to to basically like understand so one part or the other, they I'm don't represent. Say it. <laughs> just thought of it. Was go ahead. Why does this remind me of the Rachel Dolezal? No, but no, but Rachel Dozel was not black. Well, I know she's full of shit. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) That's different. (laughs) But just that whole thing of saying, "Well, I'm black," but not looking the part, Mm -hmm. and then having to defend it, saying, "I am." And then trying to use his proximity to blackness, Mm -hmm. even though he is black, because he appears white. Mm Mm-hmm. No, there's nothing about your son that looks black immediately. Right. Girl, I'm going to fuck this kid up. I'm sorry. No. no. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing here. You're not going to. You're not going to. But what the, the thing is, is that he is going to walk through this world. Right. Having a reality that you have taught him about blackness. You've taught him about pro-blackness. You have taught him about how to love himself and others. In the in where that he won't find that kind of love anywhere else that's in the world, true. right? That's true. That's true. So whether or not he passes or not, right? You know what I'm saying? He has a lesson about the reality of the origins of this earth yep. more more deeply to his heart than anywhere else. That will carry him through further than what he looks like and what how other people treat him. You right. see what I'm saying? Right. And he, if if you get that deep enough into him, and this is for all children who are passing, who who have mothers who are black, in my humble opinion that when they run in, into these into these moments they're coming from a place of harmony and balance so right. that's different from where white folks are coming from who are who are trying to place on an enslaved mentality right. on the people of color it's not coming from a, that place of harmony and balance right right they're coming from a place where i have to place you somewhere mm-hmm. right that's not harmony and balance harmony and balance lets you be where you're supposed to where you land naturally on your own right, right. so he will come from a place that 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 will ground him, right. right? And his experiences will be a test of his character yeah, and of his true. understanding of where he came from. Which is damn we, good character, right? Which is regardless <laughs> of how the world sees him. Yeah. But this is this is the narrative that I want to talk about so much is because black folks, indigenous folks, people of color, we have got to stop. Like in my, like I said, in my humble opinion, stop defining ourselves in the if in the on the the. Um, the scale of whiteness mm-hmm. like because right. we talk about colorism we talk about our hair texture we talk about in in terms of what we talk oh, about in terms, terms of, of white what? and then we yeah. go no how about we start here and then go back right, right? because that the truth is that we have our own identity to develop yeah that's true and because of tr- post-traumatic uh slave syndrome and because of post post-traumatic just uh disorder period we have a hard time, uh, you know, managing the the idea of what blackness is in its beauty by itself in, right. without the contrast to whiteness. Because we can't. Like, that's always how that we've known it. Yeah. And, like, this is how white people define us. Mm-hmm. Because it's a white people, like, So thing. then we start defining each other that way. Exactly. So, um... So that's, that's my thing. one. It is. And so when we're talking about kids who are passing... The idea is that white folks will treat him with privilege. Right. He will be able to enter spaces that he that we cannot, or that you cannot, that I cannot in, enter. enter. And they question me. They mm-hmm. like who? Where's the one drop? The one drop rule 
was absolutely a thing. Like mm-hmm. quantifying your cl- your uh, your proximity to your ethnicity by measurement of blood quantity right. is something that indigenous people deal with to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the same idea with if you had one bl- drop of black blood in you, you were black, mm-hmm. right? So in in the world in the in that context, he's black, right? But when you walk outside the door, door. he looks Spanish or something. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's right. black, right? He looks white, or he looks. So then, then we, then he gets this pass on violence. Mm-hmm. He gets this pass on aggression. He gets this pass on maybe he's he's uh, yep. sexually deviant. He gets all these yep. passes. He gets these passes that other kids wouldn't. Wouldn't. Does that make you feel guilty? Why does it make you feel guilty? Like it, I mean, because it's like he's getting a, a. Why? Because the thing is, is so it's gonna be flipped. So, like. He's going to get to do things Mm -hmm. that I could not dream of doing. Right. He gets to be the angry, aggressive white kid Mm -hmm. um, because that's how he's viewed in the world. Mm -hmm. I cannot be the angry black girl to do it. Mm -hmm. So to have those two things and then having to reconcile that he's going to have more privilege than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him, he doesn't see it that way because right. he's black. Right. Um, until he experiences it one day. Until he experiences it one day. Mm-hmm. And then that's going to be a whole other conversation. Right, right, right. That, for me, like, the when I talk to my friends who have children um, who do pass, and um, it's one of those things where uh, it becomes it becomes an identity crisis later, but in a flip way, it, uh-huh. it, you know. But but in a flip way, meaning that like it's not it's not something that they use it. I've seen so far that they use it as a way of access, mm-hmm. and and then they become like in. Uh, you know, like the black guy who no one knows is black in the room, right? Right. Some people are like, well, that's isn't that positive? Isn't that positive? The problem with this is, is that blackness is not a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Nope. And as long as we keep, as long as we keep that narrative of like, well, maybe it's better that he passes because he doesn't isn't seen as aggressive or isn't, and maybe he will get to go well, to better colleges I mean, and maybe he will let's get to put more it money. This way. I have not had the nigger conversation with him right right because the only time that he would hear that is when he's with me mm. you should have it with him then oh oh i'm going to yeah i just have to make sure right. i don't traumatize the point right? you're like i'm trying to do this in a way that's that it's okay that he right and so i feel like to be able to have the for lack of a better word luxury because mm-hmm. being white is a fucking luxury. Yeah, privileged, yeah. Um access and resources. Access and resources. Mm-hmm. Um to be able to have to explain that to him. Mm-hmm. And have to do it in a age appropriate way mm-hmm. because he does have kids ask him, you don't look like your mom. When he does, he's just a lighter shade black. Right, right. You guys do look alike. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and so I don't know how to have those 
privileged conversations because I don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. I don't know the experience of white privilege in a positive way. I was gonna say, like, you know what I mean? Well, you've experienced it. You saw your 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 family, and you were like, kind of, you were affected in a negative way Mm -hmm. due to their privilege. And so then you're raising a child who has that privilege. You're actually coming from a position of oppression in that privilege, like because you didn't get mm-hmm. the love and, and encouragement of being black, beauty and right. black, right? From your parents, it came a different direction. Yep. So it's like now he has this role that your parents kind of had, and you have this role that it. But I see what you're saying. Right. So I have no be. idea what I'm doing. No, I'm you're doing you're fine. <laughs> oh my God. No, you are totally fine. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, you're totally fine because. Because I, I mean, I'm saying that you're totally fine because you're conscious of this of the situation. Being, being not conscious of these dynamics and walking right. through the world acting as if there is no importance to this is more problematic than stumbling all the way through it the whole time. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I'm like, your kids are gonna be fine because right. you're you are learning from your own experience being uh being more melanated and biracial, right? right? In a, growing up in a place that was not encouraging to blackness, was at anti-black mm-hmm. to, at its best, right? Yep. And then you have a child who reflects that. Mm-hmm. So not only are you overcoming what you grew, how you grew up and in, in leaning into your own melanated skin, but you're also trying to teach it to your son who doesn't reflect it. Mm-hmm. You have the role of, of lived experience and, and teaching ability to that. That's not a problem. Right. That's why I'm like, as long as you speak it out, yep. even if you don't know if it's wrong or right, just speak it out. You're doing better than the people who ignore it and right. walk through it or say you're better than me because you they like you better. Like th- those kind of things are harmful right. narratives. Very harmful, very, right? very harmful narratives. And I know there's a lot of people on here who have children who are passing who like, you know, it's because they feel safer. Mm-hmm. They're like, th- there's, a, there's a part of us who are like anti, who are pro-black, who are like, there's a little secret of relief of like, my son might not get shot if the cops pull him over. And I, and I don't want to uh-huh. say I'm happy, mm-hmm. but, I'm, but I'm like, oh God, it but, won't be my son. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a horrible feeling to have as a pro-black yep. woman with a, black, with a child that passes. We were like, at least, yep. at least he won't be treated like a black at least and that feels like, oh God, did I just like say that? I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I just say that? Like, did uh. I just say that? But yeah. the thing is, is that. <sighs> That's the reality. His, I, this statement is going to be really hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm eating. Go ahead. Eat it. <laughs> I'm supporting <laughs> you. I'm supporting <laughs> you. Okay. Um, his whiteness or his pr- or his proximity to being f- being physically perceived as white mm-hmm. is going to protect him. Yeah. And that is gut-wrenching because to be a mom who doesn't know what that is, mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to teach it mm-hmm. because I haven't experienced it. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. coming from a, pl- a pl- place of blindness like in that spot. I don't think you have to teach privilege. I think he's just got it. What I think what you have to teach is that you don't. He right. has to learn that you don't have. He has to learn that when you guys walk through a room, 
there's a certain there's a certain thing that they see him and then mm-hmm. they see you and the way they see you and is gonna, differently than how they see him and he's got to learn what that right. is and there's gonna be this uncomfortableness like this like I can't make sense of it mm-hmm. because um, I am darker than he is mm-hmm. um, but it was also when he was a baby people thought that I was oh his babysitter or something and i would get the questions and i was like no i was there i promise they pulled him out of my stomach so right um but then what i really used to say was nope i just picked him up on like a side of a street somewhere (laughs) just to really freak him out because i was like you have no business asking that because first of all white and black people can do that and have kids now so it's not illegal right um and to it it doesn't matter what his skin is mm-hmm. until he, until his conscious level is enough for him to recognize it and being that young he didn't now we're t- now we are talking about passing as in but right, a Carrie. Mm-hmm. Oh, and right, Carrie. That's funny because people thought she would like she passed, and I, I remember well, when I lived in College Grove. Selena, she'll know. I swear <laughs> to God, she and I, I remember it was art class, and we went back and forth and back and forth about whether she was black. And I was like, and we were seventh grade girl, and I was like, she's black, and she's like, she's not black. I'm like, yes, she is. I don't even have to look at her; I can hear it in her voice. Right? No, I she's remember. mixed. No, she's mixed. Right. But I was like, she's black, and she was like, yeah. she's white, and we were going back and forth. Right. We had the conversation because she came on, and she and he said, "Mom, there's a white woman," and I was like, "No, baby, she's mixed." And we had that conversation yeah. of. And of that, and then him saying, she's mixed like me. Uh-huh. So to also give him the representation yeah, yeah, yeah. of that, and it happens to be Mariah Carey. Thank you very much for educating my child. But is this Mariah, I, and this is funny because this is totally not like, I don't know who Mariah Carey is. We're not friends. I don't know this woman from, you know, from a hole in the wall. But I'm wondering, there's a lot of biracial excuse me, people who are of, uh, who are famous, there's a lot of biracial people who they just mm-hmm. say they're black, right? Right. Or they don't say anything. And Mariah mm-hmm. Carey, I don't remember or recall what they said she, do, do they say she's mixed? Do they say she's black? Or do they just not say nothing? I feel like they don't say anything. So from my recollection, I always heard that she was mixed because no white woman can Oh, there's that. That's how that was my <laughs> argument when I was twelve years old. I don't have, no, no. <laughs> when I was twelve years old, I was like, no white woman sounds <laughs> no, like that. No, sorry, no, no, sorry. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I remember. Oh my god. So and, then we, and then we investigated her and we found out she was mixed. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't really know. I just know that after I looked, I was like, okay, so she's mixed. And then I was like, but with what? Mm-hmm. Because then you have again what type of passing yeah and then you go into like colorism etc of 
like not being dark enough to be black and all that crap. And the good hair and, and, the, the, and the bad which hair. Which probably a wig, but... Well, <laughs> okay, let's talk, we won't talk about that. But, yes, so I mean, <laughs> so the thing is, it's like, it's all, I mean, all of those things stem from this idea right. of, of passing, of mm-hmm. how close are you to whiteness? Like, yep. can you pass as white? And being from a family that's pro-black and you have, so okay, this is something that someone wrote to me and I don't know if this gentleman is watching or not, but this gentleman asked me, how could you ever be married to a white man, right? And I thought, huh, I thought, huh. <laughs> because, because at first I was like, right? And then I was like, but wait, right? Right, but wait. Because then I was like, yeah, it's true. And, but then I was like, That's not, that doesn't, that actually, wait a minute. You know what I mean? So right. then I had to think about it and I had no reason to answer this person, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't really answer him. I, mm-hmm. I, I did answer him, but I answered right. him in a way that was just like, you know, it's whatever. But w- to say that you can be pro-black and then marry someone who's white, mm-hmm. and it gets complicated, right? Very. Because then you're like, when that whole idea of are you black enough or are you white enough and all of these things, and you get these measurements of what it means to be pro-black, mm-hmm. what it means to be anti-black, <laughs> what it means, you know, yeah. and, and this, it's so complicated. None of these things are in a vacuum. None of these things None are just one to one and then it's no. this, right? And it's not an easy thing to uh, figure no. out and to have to constantly think about because of how people perceive you. White people, hello, can be pro-black. You uh-huh. see what I'm saying? When Hella you're pro, pro-black. When you're pro-black, it doesn't mean you're anti-white. No. Right? But no. at the same time, you don't have to, and I'm air quoting, act a certain way to be pro-black. You don't. It's you need recogn- to use AAV. Get that out your mouth. You don't need to do anything <laughs> else but understand of the human brilliance mm-hmm. that black is. Yep. And, re- and revel in that. Understand that. Respect that. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Treat it as such, you yep. know, brilliance in black. Treat it as such, right? Yep. Step away from the resource, back away from the access. Like, you know, right. like understand the plight, get through to the consciousness, read the knowledge, you know, understand right. the struggle, get with the wellness. You know, it's like there are white folks out there who do that. Who and do who, that and who consciously strive to do that right. every single day. Right. And I'm not saying my ex-husband was one of those people. I'm just saying. <laughs> we all make mistakes, but sometimes we find the good people out there. And, but all I'm saying is that, that was a jokey joke. But all I'm saying, all I'm saying is, it's, we need to get out of that, that, uh, that dichotomy, that, that conversation. Yeah. We need to get back to why and how your you your perspective of your reality is based in the wellness and consciousness of white people are you and like i said with the proximity to whiteness when we're talking about passing as white what is the narrative that we're that we're placing with that is it a positive thing for you and if it is a positive Mm -hmm. thing for you why is black negative if -hmm. it's a negative thing for you and what what about it being negative that they're passing does it take away from us because that's that mm-hmm. when it comes yep. from trauma and oppression mm-hmm. it does take away so are it you does. balancing your child you know in the in the beauty that is black mm-hmm. in the brilliance that is black are you balancing their privilege right with the knowledge 
that will not be given to them. But the truth of it is, is that every child needs to understand that about blackness. Yeah, every child needs to be, in, like, pretty much put into, like, the ocean to swim and figure it out. We have to. Because. We have to start having these conversations about our narratives around the values of our of the way we show up in a white world mm -hmm. and i think that we need to like that i don't i don't put up with that kind of conversation when people are start talking about um colorism but because i i don't i don't placate to it right. i don't i don't right. you know like i said in my mind <laughs> um you know i don't i can see I am mesmerized by all the shades of brown that comes that we right. come through. You should see my family. We got it all. You right. know what I'm saying? We got right. it all. Down from me, I think I might. I think my dad's lighter than I am, or we're about the same shade. But meaning that I have a pink hue, he has a yellow hue. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like a different shade of lightness, right? Right. And then we go all the way to very, 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 very chocolate brown. Mm -hmm. You know, very chocolate brown. So and and um and it's just that's in my immediate family. You know right. what I mean? So it's for us to put value on who mm -hmm. looks more white. That's an issue that black folks got to talk about. We got to talk about. Now, white folks looking at us and trying to put value on us, that's whether we accept it or not. We have to survive. Yep. So we're stuck in this very complicated um, struggle for, for resource, very complicated struggle for power, complicated struggle for recognition in a white man's world. Yep. And the truth of it is, is when we say a white man's world, it's I don't even know why we have to talk about that anymore. It should be understood. The structures are built to uphold white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Bam, bam. AKA white man's world. That's all that yeah. is. Yep. Lesson closed, but the book mm -hmm. shut. It's not that complicated. So if everybody who is passing as white is feeling like they don't know I'm black and there's a guilt to that, that makes sense because right. you're made to feel guilty mm -hmm. about being able to access that by black folks and our post-traumatic slave idea that because you look like that, that there's a, a privilege and a mm -hmm. benefit to that. The psychological battle that people have when they know that they're consciously black and they don't look it mm -hmm. is another conscious battle that black folks who are melanated and his stand squarely in their blackness don't understand. Right. There's another going to the other direction is that there's a safety that you get while you feeling pro-black and looking white that people who are melanated yep. don't get. So that's you got to see that too. Yep, that's so true. it's like it's all of this where we could cross-reference these this this structure that that has us placated against each other and actually look at the truth of who is playing the game it ain't right. us really no. we're the pawns Please. in this shit Please. right is we need ain't to us. like actually see that we need to get up off the board we got another yeah. game to play we need to go build our own damn board we have one we act like it doesn't exist we have a board mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying we've just been told that the board no longer is relevant right yeah. that is not true That's we true. have we have we have a board. Right. You, know what I'm saying? you know what I mean? Yeah. And and matter of fact, the board has shown up several times within this United States and has been blown to smithereens by the, the white structure. That's true. The board is the, the we're here. We have a board. We have yeah. to recognize it. And I think that we have to this conversation between black folks and really this insertion of white folks. We got to stop like we got to stop that 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 insertion of, of that they get to decide who is mm -hmm. what, you know, right. and this conversation of whether you're too black or black enough. I know that when I moved down to the South and when I'm, my parents are from the Midwest and in Central America, I hear people, you know, biracial folks talk about mm -hmm. black folks didn't think I was black enough, white folks didn't think I was black. And I'm always kind of like, I'm judgy. 
and I'm judgy because mm-hmm. I don't know that that's true. This is what I'm to do, and I want to say this like this. This is what yeah. I want to say. I wanna, <laughs> I'm gonna preface this. I'm gonna, <laughs> we won't. We're getting so riled up. Don't Shit's worry about it. knocked over. Hold on. So <laughs> I'm gonna preface that because what I'm gonna say about that is black folks, the ones I know, all the community that I have been in, all my family. I, there's not about. There's not a level of how black you are. Mm-hmm. If you're questioning yourself, you're already out. Right. That's it. If you come, cult, black culture is a culture that will take almost anybody in. Right. Right. So right. when black folks who are who are biracial are feel like I wasn't black enough, they said so. Mm-hmm. Right. They said so, meaning that one or a faction of someone said so. Mm-hmm. In my experience, this is my in my humble opinion. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about people's lived experience because that's right. your lived experience. Right. But when when I see it coming from one side and from the other side, because remember mm-hmm. when I showed up, I was mixed. Right. When I showed up, I was white. Mm-hmm. The way I talked, where I couldn't have black friends immediately because they wouldn't accept me immediately. Right. They didn't know who I was from. They didn't know what I looked like. I looked a little. I was a little off mm-hmm. comparatively to the the community they understood. Right. But what I understood was that I'm black wherever I go. Right. Whether you recognize me as a type of black that you recognize, I'm mm-hmm. black, right? right? And you can either understand it or not. Right. See, what happens with biracial kids who are questioning their blackness is they're looking for validation from the black community, which you will not get. Nope. You have to show up and understand oh, that you show up on your you own two feet. show up. On your own two feet. Yep. And as long as you can stand on your own two, two feet... feet the black community will allow you in mm-hmm. just that well. But the problem is most that I've learned and I've researched is that there's a they're looking for a, a, a hand like, come, come, brethren, into the black community. Well, we but that's, that's not how it works. We've been told, though, like, yeah. extend the olive branch and blah, 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 blah. Because yeah, that's the white perspective. Exactly. Yeah. But that's literally what we live on. Yeah. And so, I mean, honestly, I've, I'll be real right now. Do I... It. I have never had the community of the black people that I have now. Totally. Oh, I'm talking from like, a very privileged spot to have been like, in the black community. Well, come yeah, out. yeah, cause yeah. damn, yeah, I'm that's yeah. um, whoo, I would have killed for that shit. <laughs> I was very, I was scared when I first got there, girl. I was like, I don't. It was hilarious. I went to Bel Air High School. First of all, let's <laughs> talk about that. I went to Bel Air. Shout out Cardinals, woo! But this is the thing. I thought I was going to a black school. Oh, because there was more black people I never I've never seen so many black kids right. in one spot. I'm coming from Eugene. <laughs> and they and the people laugh at me they're like, "Ha ha ha, ha. you went to Bel Air? Are you serious?" <laughs> it's that that's not a black school. First of all, <laughs> right? And I was like, "It's most black people I've ever seen in one spot." I remember being teased from how why I t- the way I talk. Mm-hmm. People were like, "Oh, really? Do you really want to do that?" And I'm like, "I don't sound like that." And they're like, yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah, and they, they would, like, tease me. Right. And I could either be like, oh, damn, I do sound like that. Or I could be like, I don't give a shit. I sound like right. I sound. Right. And that's because mm-hmm. my personality was, yeah. my personality was, I have two black parents. Both my parents are from St. Louis, Missouri. There was no question about whether I was black. Now, right. if I'm coming across it, you like, I sound white, and I have long hair, so I might look white to you. I might look mixed to you because you have not experienced other that's blackness. True. Yep, that's true. You see, the black community had not seen uh, black folks from mm-hmm. Oregon. But, but people in the South do not know black people in the Pacific Northwest. No, they do not. They don't know we exist up here. They're uh, like, but no. They're confused they t- <laughs> about they're like, why we are here. 
there's black people there? And I'm like, yep, we exist up here too. And we can actually be born here too. That's what I'm saying. That's a whole nother trip, But man. see, that's the, the perspective is that there's this, this difference mm-hmm. in there's black. Difference. That, 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 as if I'm not black enough. No, you mm-hmm. just don't recognize this black. Right. And so children who are biracial, who show up black but are raised by white, folks, they don't get that narrative of blackness, nope. of confidence of blackness. You are black no matter where mm-hmm. you come from. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. There's a consciousness well, and that also, comes with blackness, not a color. Right. And also I think that are you black enough is also from how the media portrays black people. Mm, absolutely. And how if you don't talk hood, mm-hmm. Etc. Um, then you aren't black, mm-hmm. and I'm like, actually, I've experienced all the same shit you have, and I just went to school f- till I was 28, mm-hmm. and have had to talk like this to fit in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Code switching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I completely agree that acting black, etc., being black enough is a total white construct Mm. that we have internalized because to have to reteach ourselves Mm. in a totally different way that's some hard shit deconstruct white deconstructing is hard hard work work. you have to come to grips with how i um how things are Mm. and have to figure out how to make them your own it, it's it's so complicated and difficult without having a a community mm. of black folks around and without having and I, I think I say I literally think I say this every podcast I have without having a black community you know you're out struggling with having white folks define what yep. blackness is and it's never going to be the truth right exactly. it's going to be something that and keeps you in line so hard because yes. that's literally how I got raised mm. was I was raised in Cottage Grove, one of right. the whitest freaking cities in the mm. state. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the 80s and in the 90s. Yeah. And so um, to not have that, to be literally defined by white people to yes. the point where everything I did had a white lens to it. Mm-hmm. My hair my makeup, all that stuff. I was using fucking Panty Pro-V. Yeah, right, right. Like, all of that stuff because that wasn't around me. Right. And so now, to be around people who say black is black, like, you, there's no acting. We get it. You had to do this to survive. Mm-hmm. And now I'm who I am authentically and I have never ever been embraced so much by my people right right which is a huge thing but again I wasn't like here can I have a crumb sir no I pretty much walked in and I did it right 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 and I was like this is who I am well it's like to to it's like that idea of a presuming welcome like it's Mm -hmm. not this idea that you I always, I'm always talking about, we're talking about having kids who pass, right? I don't have kids who pass. My kids look blacker than I do. And I'm very proud of it. They're all much browner than me, like much browner than I am. Um, and they all have kinky hair, except for Bar- my, my middle daughter, 
who my mom my mother has has doesn't have kinky hair either she mm -hmm. has um like a wavy straightish kind of look you mm -hmm. know what i mean and barbara has the same thing right. my daughter um named after my mom she has the same thing very long curly like everyone calls it like moana like she's got mm -hmm. the moana look right. right and then my son is, i mean you know six foot two dark skin nappy hair we all look black right, right. but my kids look are darker than i am mm -hmm. their father uh, is dark you know what i mean and so it's like uh and because i i'm because I have, you know, black folks in my family, my mm -hmm. kids didn't come out looking more white. They came out looking more black. Right. I had the, 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 the recessive gene of being looking more right. uh, European than, I right? Didn't. Right. And so I know, right? So then it's, it becomes where you have... <laughs> 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 who are biracial who we are what's really funny in the black family we're like well they'll brown up like that's okay that's all right girl we're like that's okay they'll brown up it'll be all right so so there's a thing where there's a, there's a societal idea of like passing is a good thing with well, the black right. folks here like like how are we gonna brown them up we don't want right that that right. that you know right. we want to represent who our right. ancestry's line as strongly as possible. Right. There's that, there's this, this conversation has so many opinions and facets mm -hmm. of it. Some people are proud. Some people are scared. Some people are feel safe. Mm -hmm. Some people feel guilty. Some people like, we got to get them black as we can be. Some people <laughs> yeah. like, we don't want them white. Like we, yeah. uh, right. all these right. different things. All like these there's, things. There, and it's all complicated well, and it's all human. And then there's a conversation to be had about black people who who are albino oh well they're just black they just don't albino is <laughs> a completely different thing than right but yeah. it's just that whole perception of, oh. of just like again lack of pigments yeah yeah like the blonde hair literally yeah like white the blonde hair like white all of it like mm -hmm. zero pigment and you're just like and so it's just trying to embrace all of that mm -hmm. when being black is this well to white folks to what exactly that's what so, you gotta remember right, yeah every time you say something that defines your blackness you need to say am i defining this or is this yep. de in the definition of white folks you see what i'm saying right because the more black folk, and i and i encourage every black person in the pacific northwest if you have not been around a black community in your life you need to try for just a little bit, even if it was a summer, to take yourself out of here and go somewhere where you are in a black community so that you can understand the nuance better. You will not get it here. No, you won't. You will not get it here. You've got to go out and find a black community that you can be a part of and take some dance classes, take some art classes, go to theater, whatever you're into. You're into math. Go to mathematician. They're all around. Go as soon as COVID will allow us to, right. to immerse ourselves. Try to take yourself out and find black community and just be in it. You don't have to yeah. do anything yeah. else but to absorb yourself and other people that look like you in a place that's not surrounded by uh, by dominantly white people. Uh, we live in the United States, so we live in a white culture. But if you go to a black community there's, there's, and you live in the Pacific Northwest, you will understand it differently. We have a different language. We have a different, <laughs> uh, we have, we have different ways of walking and talking and, and manners and blah, blah. It's, people don't understand it up here. 
right? That blackness has nothing to do with your skin color, right. really, right? And when you go and see it, you know, and you understand a mental and a literally a social change, a consciousness of how we connect to each other, you will feel differently about your, your about your right. space. You will feel differently about your space, right? right? So that's why I look with kids who are passing. It's like, where do they feel in their space? Where do they feel in their consciousness, to the, in their connection to it? Because white people are going to tell us where they belong all the no, time, yeah, right? But can we tell them where we belong? Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's like, can, mm -hmm. what is our connection to them passing? Right. Passing as white. Like, what is our narrative to that? Yep. And, if, and it's not to guilt black mothers or guilt black fathers who are like, I'm happy they passed. That's that great. I don't have to worry about all this other shit that I, I had to grow up right. with. I understand that. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I understand it. But at the same time, the parents who are like, you know, um, wanting who are who uh, are wanting their children to um, to understand the, 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 the dichotomy of it. Um, I support that. You right. see what I'm saying? Like, because I feel like even kids who are white need to understand uh, right. the, the brilliance in black. You know what I'm saying? But when you have a child who is going to walk a line, a societal line that's opposing each other, I mean, my vote is to build mm -hmm. their consciousness as yep. strongly as yep. possible. Yep. <laughs> because we know as mm -hmm. being black in the Pacific Northwest, when you're not surrounded by a community, oh, no. what like what you were mentioning before, you the level of deconstruction that you have to mm. go through yep. is harrowing. Yeah. You know, it takes a, a people don't survive this. Nope. Meaning that like their consciousness doesn't survive it. Their identity doesn't survive nope. it. The people who are fighting this deconstruction of this white supremacy and, and recognizing their own white, like how tightly we hold on to white supremacy as black mm -hmm. women. And then we have to go, oh God, I got to peel my, yep. you know, and then I don't have a community to love me in this process. Mm -hmm. This takes an, an incredible amount of courage and it takes a belief in something that you cannot see, which is the consciousness that I'm talking about. The consciousness of black. Right. And so that is what I'm saying. It's really important that okay. when you have a child who's passing, whether or not you feel guilty about being relieved, it, that's, that's understandable. We're right. getting shot right. down everywhere. Right. But please don't pass on the connection to his blackness, you know, right. or their blackness or her blackness or anything as if it doesn't pertain to them because white people said their passing is white enough to not know. Yeah. Don't do um, that. Don't do that. Right? Take it from me. I literally have like thrown him to black people and said, here. Right. Because again, um, for him to learn, he has to be exposed. Mm -hmm. And so... I know he hangs out the NAACP. Yes, he does. Yep. Yes, he does. I like that. Um, and... And so to be able to have the tools now to do that mm. is huge mm -hmm. because now he is having the double consciousness now and he's aware of it and he knows where he comes from mm -hmm. and he and he knows where his strength comes from. Right. And I'm telling you, when you have a black woman behind you, you can do anything in the world. Well, that's the plan. <laughs> so, um, I did, have not been looking at the comments. because Y'all have, what, can you see who that is? I feel like, oh, I do want to say something about, like, when we have, um, when we're as, as black women, mm -hmm. you know, um, I don't. Well, it was kind of complicated. Like, <laughs> no, well, because I was thinking, enough. like, well, because I was thinking, like, what you were saying about 
deconstructing whiteness and how far mm-hmm. along you get, right? And we get we some of us do, some of us don't. Mm-hmm. And um, and be, me becoming from a very Afrocentric, n- not black family. My family is Afrocentric, which means that mm-hmm. you know the the way that the consciousness in which I was taught comes from an ancient like right. uh, philosophy. You know, my dad is a, he studies Egypt and Egyptology and. Uh, uh, Histo- hit black African history. My nephew studies this. My my brother studies this. Mm-hmm. Our consciousness and our philosophy comes from a deeper, and I say deeper meaning like a more origin right, right. space. Right. Um, it's not religious either. It's just a philosophy and it's an idea of of the 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 um, the creation of consciousness. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we've always been taught. And so um, it, and so black people. It, it's black and African, black and African-American, black and this, it's like this consciousness mm-hmm. that, that goes between us, but the culture of it is different, yes. right? And so our, because blackness is so vast and so varied, it's hard for us to pinpoint one part or the other. But for me, I'm, I see myself as multicultural because of the way I was raised. I was raised and moved all over the world, mm-hmm. and I was moved, and I not just moved like, oh, a couple months, but I lived there. Right. And not only did I live there, but my parents taught thought process that didn't pertain to people, one person. It pertained to civilization. Mm-hmm. So the idea, it pertained to human beings. So I can connect uh, in a conscious level of, like, where are we, are we coming from, uh, the harmony of opposites, or are we coming from the conflict of opposites? Like, mm-hmm. where are we coming right. from? This two cradle theory, like where are you coming from? It doesn't matter necessarily where you look, how you look. Right. But we can't ignore the way the society is racist. Mm-hmm. We can't ignore the how this society is anti-black, and that stops us. That that puts very real obstacles in our way of, of spiritual growth, in our way of healing the trauma of our enslaved ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like it puts the, the the enslavement goes generation to generation, so it's hard. When society is anti-black, right? Yep. So when I when I think about this, and I'm like, we dated white men. We got, I mean, that it happened, right? <laughs> Not that we dated. Okay, it's like we dated, and then we married, and we had kids, and like we had to, we did all this stuff. And it's not like a bad thing, Mm-mm. but at the same time, right? At the same time, the level of compromise that generally is made when you are a black person marrying someone mm-hmm. who is of a dominant uh, uh, and I say dominant and I'm air quoting the, the hell out of that shit mm-hmm. um, uh, resourced group right um, I, I think I had a guest on here a while back in um, Stormy and she's married to a white man but they have this very unique uh, marriage where he really she doesn't compromise a thing about her blackness and he doesn't compromise um, uh, who he is as a mm-hmm. white man, but compliments her, and and really, really, they have a very very beautiful relationship when right. it comes to biracial relationship and being able to be black and not feel like you have to shadow or, or yourself down in any way. Mm-hmm. It's unusual though. Like right. I, I mean, it's absolutely unusual. And so when I look at black, when I look at black and white couples, I'm always looking to find that level of like freedom mm-hmm. in being black. Right. And and then that partnership that can that can grow from it, which is I've seen it. Grow it's from absolutely it. amazing. But it's rare. But it's so rare. I mean, probably probably why I'm still single. But right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because I mean. I don't plan to compromise any of this. Right. Like, there's no reason to. But there was but a level that at one point, right, that you were like, "Oh yeah, yeah." That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Once we grow, mm-hmm. 
Like you said, you can't do it now. Oh, hell no. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. No. Once you do it, you can't undo it. And so it's a service to all of us to have these conversations about the beauty in black, about the strength and brilliance in black about the wellness of a black community to engage in in the wellness of a black community whether we have it or not we can get there yep. you know there's a black community on the west coast you there know is. there's several right yeah, that are several. robust that are robust and 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 encouraging mm-hmm. and progressive you know um so for me i think about like it's not about whether or not you're dating a white man or dating a white woman or dating a white anybody, you know, trans right. or other, like it does LGBT. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. What it is is like, are, can, is it the consciousness? Can you be you? Can you show up 110% as a black woman mm-hmm. and be loved and seen as what mm-hmm. and which is what you step into? Like compromise, everyone, well, you got to compromise for everything, but you don't compromise no, who I you don't are in a relationship. Nope. Blackness in this country as under attack and right? it's been compromised so hard it, it like to walk down the street literally <laughs> to like, jog to like to be sleeping to know that we have to literally please the dominant population mm-hmm. just to survive it right and just to have to have to do the mental olympics of that right so to find a white person who can understand that (laughs) um i'll let you know if i do and the thing is that it's not that we're looking but when you talk about biracial couples and you Mm -hmm. have a passing child it complicates things further yes it does when you have a parent who doesn't understand who what you're going through as a black person Uh and then you got a passing child when which you are and then i get and personally, I've been told things of, you should calm down the rhetoric of right. the movement. And I'm like, yeah, we're black. You have a black child. Right. Yeah. 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 But that was a compromise that I honestly wasn't conscious of because I wasn't where I was when I had him. Yes. yes. I mean, he's eight. So I was what? 28 and, uh, and I'll be 37 tomorrow. So it's like, I was not conscious of that because I spent my entire life compromising who I was because I had no choice. Yeah. Right. Like I literally had no choice. Like I couldn't be gay in college growth. I'd get hung from a fucking tree. Right. I was black. I was disabled. That was enough for that me. That was enough. To Wait, deal look, with you're it. trying to decide which part that you could actually show because all of it's going down. Exactly. Like, all of it makes me a target. Right. So I need to pick the ones that do the, it. The, right. Like the least. Like, <laughs> like the least. And I'm black, so I have to accept that. And the disabled, yeah, so. Right. And so it's like to know that I have made so many compromises un conscious or wait subconsciously yes or totally consciously a lot of it actually a lot of it like was 90 percent like i have to survive because i have to survive right. where i was yeah. yeah and so to know that now am i thinking of having another kid absolutely not because mm-hmm. i now know the imp um the imp the implications and the ramifications of that right. when if 
a person isn't where I am consciously, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a push pull thing constantly, mm-hmm. which it already is. Right, right. It, it it already is. Yeah. He sees his son as white, and I was like, bro, no. No, see, and you're already battling this. And I'm already battling that. And I was like, no, like, this child is black. Like, you, like, you can literally see it. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, But also his spirit, like, just how he is and that just. Well, you're his mother. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, hello. You know, hello. You're his mom. You know what I mean? And so, I, it's, this is like, this is such a complicated conversation, and I don't want to. I don't want to take away from other people's experience and say mm-hmm. this is what it is. Yeah. I don't want anyone listening to this in any way think this as a, as an expertise type of level. Mm-hmm. And I'm always just for so that you understand. I'm always very, 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 very like suspicious of of PhD level understanding of this when I say when it, when it's academic mm-hmm. because this is a lived experience. Yes. Um, that you need to learn from like you need to when you're asking about understanding the complications of mixed children versus passing kids versus but you know mothers who are raising choosing part blah, blah blah this is not I mean it can be academic in terms of me- mechanics but lived experience is where the most the highest amount of learning that you will get about the nuance and the understanding of it so that's why i just want to say that that's for me i'm always like that sounds really good but how about we talk to some people and then get the truth exactly of course it's the mechanics that ain't nothing wrong with studying this to to the day you die and of course you have to but Mm -hmm. when you live it it's something different lived experience is not to be uh, not to be disqual- discredited. No. Um, and like I said, we I have three grandsons that are mixed, and one of them looks more. Well, the other two that they have, I have the identical twin boys, and they are one years old in January. So they're eleven months old, and yeah, and they look white, right? But their brother, who has a different dad, it looks not white. He doesn't mm-hmm. look black, but he doesn't look white. He looks like he's black actually, and the, as he gets older the blacker he's looking you know what i'm saying his his features are getting stronger and so it's Mm -hmm. like okay we got a little brown boy with us right right? it's like okay the the twins are um going to look different but they all look alike right and so we um we don't i'm not we're not looking at what they look like we think it's funny that they have their hair being straight or they have these big loopy curls is not helpful, actually. So we don't know how to cut that. Like, you know, I don't know what to do with you. Right. And so we're, we're, we're going to, we take them to a, uh, to a salon, which unfortunately I need to find uh, a salon of black folks who can cut white, white boys hairs in, in a black styles. Right. Like I, because we go to a white woman who it's fine. She's good at what she does, but that's not what we're doing. We're at home. We're, we're, fostering blackness right, right yep. so when they grow up um uh, they you know they when someone asks them they're going to be like you know they may say mixed which is totally fine mm-hmm. but they are going to be a hundred percent solid in their blackness mm-hmm. how they want to identify will be themselves their consciousness will come from a black home with black history with black music with yep. black love with black beauty mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's what they will get now how they how they balance it out with society's uh um uh, insistence that they are not fully who they were raised to be mm-hmm. will be their own their own journey. Yep. And so, but they will be solid in that one particular part, right? Yep. Um. And so, anyway, that's my personal lived experience with my with my grandkids, and they're babies. We'll see how this goes post post twenty twenty. 
the world will be different from now on out. Right. And I speak from my own food experiences. Right. And they are different than a lot of, like, other people. That's right. You come from a different experience. And I come from a different experience. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I'm speaking. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. I do. I think I'm so happy to have uh, found a community here that's developed into something that really wasn't here when I grew up. It wasn't. You know, um, I have a hard time relating sometimes to the the push and the pull because I'm I'm always wanting I'm always missing community right. you know because it's like you know how you get that that taste of something really good and you're like I don't know why I make the pie the same as mm-hmm. <laughs> as when you went over to so and so that was Chicago 2002 right it's like I just I saw a sea of black people and I was like I'm not the only one anymore. I'm not the only one anymore because Lord doesn't feel like it here yeah or yeah. it did yeah. It's um, it's becoming a lot more. I I feel I can see the I can see the push. I can see the growth. You know, there's growth. There's major growth. There's major growth here, and um, I want to encourage each other when we when we're defining our growth, when we're defining our connectivity <coughs> to blackness, that we are not doing it in comparison to whiteness. That is, and when it comes to our passing kids. That is exactly what I'm saying. We cannot continue to pass these have passing, and I'm saying passing children, and and not and and, mm-hmm. and pretend that we're not comparing this to whiteness and acting as if we're pro black. We gotta know ourselves and the, the range of and of who we are. This this huge uh, spectrum of blackness, but really it's not about the color. It's about the thought. It's about our connectivity to each other. Right. It's about when I see you, you see me. It's a very namaste, actually. You know what I mean? It's very, I see you, you see me, right? right. And and um, and as long as we're defining that in a white term, we're not doing ourselves service in any way. That's right. Whether he got blonde hair and blue eyes, his mama's black, his daddy's black, anybody else is black, he black too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're teaching, we're teaching blackness, yeah, right? You know what I'm saying? That. We're teaching blackness. It's like that. And anyway, that's my that's my two cents. Before we go, do you have anything that you want to say before we wrap um, it up? I want to go over the comments too, but go oh ahead. yeah, no total comments. Um, I just know that I'm always growing. I'm always having to learn as I go, mm. especially being a black mom of a black child who appears white. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm constantly in growth mode around how I teach him, like, and why, and um, what has been huge is just me being accepted. Mm. And then... Therefore, other black people accepting him mm-hmm. and just and 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 for us to have that is has been absolutely amazing. Yes, that's something you didn't have when you grew up. No. Yeah, I I did not have that at all. Mm-hmm. And so to have that and to and to know it's not about being black enough. It's pretty much showing up as I am mm. as the black woman that I am. That's it. Your lived experience is not to be uh downgraded because of whatever you are you're here you are. Right. 
and this and this definition of black is in, in everything that you do. There it is. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. That's that. That's right. So did you have anything you want to promote or anything that you're doing or You know, I am just muddling through school. With, oh, okay. like with the online school stuff. That's Ooh. literally what I am doing yeah, right now. Yeah. Um, I'm still serving on the police commission and the ad hoc committee. And then I'm also going to apply for the equity and access Good. committee because yeah. they need some disabled people on that. They, do, they should absolutely do. <laughs> congratulations. I'm, I'm saying congratulations because, you know, you're already there. You are there. So I'm going to stop the audio for our podcast people who are listening. Thank you for joining Black Girl from Eugene and catch me next week. Show notes are there for everything that we've mentioned, the books and the, the Patreon, and I will see you next week. I guess we'll be in the new year next week? Are we going to be in the new year? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. I yes. Guess. Wow. Yes, we will. Okay. Because last day, yeah, we will. Okay. I'm going to do something really super silly. I don't know if it's silly. But I have locks in my hair, and I'm going to dip go to glitter, the salon. Dip them in glitter. Dip them in glitter. I'm, I'm glitter, not dip. definitely in the Why not? Because. <laughs> okay, look. So we're going to go to, I'm going to be in the salon, and Cherie got Gatson and mm-hmm. um, Cassie, mm-hmm. uh, um, why her lock? Chambers, uh, She they're going to be um, maintaining my locks. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to do it live Sunday. Yes. They're going to color my locks, and they're going to twist it. It's an experience for people to see, and nice. it'll be fun, and we'll be drinking, and it'll be hilarious. So that will be next week. That'll be so much fun. Yeah, and so, um, and then we have, we're going to be doing, uh, the week after that, Leanne with this comment, racist comment that she got, mm-hmm. um, that we need to dissect, and com- uh, it was a white man's um, really racist, uh, really telling, like, delusional concept of the why white people are afraid of black people and it was really really interesting what he said and i had uh, i said we could do five shows off this like six sentence comment that he made Mm -hmm. so we're gonna read the comment and we're gonna talk about that that's two weeks from now it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good so i hope to see you guys there for my patreon i'm sorry for my podcast listeners um for now we are out thank you bye-bye okay so there